We're talking to Kansas U.S. Senator Dr. Roger Marshall. And, Roger, I'm going to start uh, kind of at uh, one of the newer topics that your office has come out with. Um, I've got a high school senior, Roger, and so we're starting to work through the process of what does after high school look like. Well, that's a little bit harder for folks this year than it has been in previous years, thanks to the Biden administration, isn't it? Well, Nick, it's the next chapter of the same book. Um, All across the state, the universities, the colleges, community colleges especially, are reaching out to us and say their students cannot connect with their financial aid package. Uh, This is called FABSA. Um, Like your experience, I remember about a year ago, I was working with my son, filling his out, where the the military was supposed to pay for his tuition. I, I gave up trying to fill it out. It was so technical. I had to get my staff to help me. But now... The uh, universities are not receiving the, inter- the information. Colleges are not receiving these financial applications. And only, I think, maybe 20% of the students have been able to complete it. Um, and I wanted to jump to the quick of this. Less than 20% of the people in the federal government in D.C. are back in the office right now. Uh, this is happening in USDA, all, all sorts of different sectors of the federal government. People need to get their tails back to work. Get in, get in front of their own computer and do the job. Okay, so uh, forgive me. This, uh, what happened? Why aren't they back at work? <laughs> well, I, I have no idea. They, they've been told. You know, they've convinced the uh, the, uh, the the executive branch that they can work from home. Uh, so, and you know what it's like. I just don't think the predict productivity from home is nearly as good as it is when people get in the office. It's been a farce. Um, and, and the executive branch is letting them get away with it. They, and they don't even assess it. They won't even tell us what the real number is. But we do know that only about 20% of the offices across the city of D.C. are now occupied. Well, now, on the one hand, that's uh, – uh, for those of us that like limited government, we say, okay, yeah, that's fine. Except the problem is that, uh, <clears throat> that people can't get things accomplished. Yeah, it is that simple. Uh, these people have been hired to do a job, just like your listeners got up this morning and went to work. These federal government employees need to get back to work as well. And I, and there's a lot of great federal employees back home that are doing a great job. You know, the folks at FSA, all those people, they're back in the office and working hard. But for some reason here in D.C., they're getting away with this work-from-home nonsense. And, and we just continue to see problem after problem like this. This is a huge problem. If, if you're, a, like you said, your, your son is a senior in high school, um, the, the cost of tuition has went up so much, you're wondering about what type of financial aid package is available. Uh, those counselors are sitting there at a community college or a private college or a university saying, here's, here's the aid package that you're getting from the federal government. Here's what we can offer. It'll be the difference between kids being able to go to college or not. I'm a first-generation college student myself. I remember very well the before my uh, freshman year in college, finding out that I could not afford to go to university without borrowing money. So I chose to go to a community college. But, but this problem, this is a federal government problem. It's not right. We're asking the Government Accountability Office to go in and do an audit and then report back to us what they found. Well, and speaking of government prioritizing things a little differently than maybe you and I would think they should, Roger, uh, there's a 
Uh, a business in um, the area that uh, was a federal firearms dealer that is saying, hey, yeah, okay, maybe we made some paperwork mistakes, but paperwork mistakes are causing uh, folks that do that to uh, to lose their right to sell firearms. And that uh, these are mistakes that, uh, frankly, would get fixed before. This is, this is something new. Right. This is a continuation of the Biden administration's attack on our Second Amendment. So what they're doing now is, is they're doing this throughout the country. They're going to law-abiding gun stores that sell guns, and they find some clerical er- uh, error. Maybe they misspelled the middle name of a person who purchased the gun. Uh, very minor clerical errors, and they're going in and not asking them to correct the problem. They're just taking their license away from them, shutting the gun stores down. Uh, this has happened to several gun stores across the state of Kansas. It's happening throughout the country. Again, this is a very organized effort on the Biden administration to attack our Second Amendment. So that feels like that's not necessarily the way you ought to spend your time worrying about whether somebody's uh, somebody's paperwork is in order so much as just to say, okay, yeah, uh, this is what you have to do to fix it. Um, but but shutting people down because of it, that that seems like a bit of an overreach to me. Absolutely. The, the punishment doesn't, doesn't uh, match what, what happened there. And again, the Biden administration falling down on the job, we've, during my time here in the Congress, we've increased the background check legislation and the government continues to fall short on that. So instead of trying to close down law-abiding stores, they should be focused on these background checks. Uh, over and over, we've seen them make mistakes on that as well. But this is just a, an all-out attack on the Second Amendment by the Biden administration. This is but one of many chapters that they're doing. We're talking to Kansas United States Senator Dr. Roger Marshall. And another concern that uh, has been happening across the country, and I don't think it really got to everybody's front door until uh, we figured out that there was a Chinese spy balloon flying over the U.S. that uh, happened this past year. But uh, there are areas of the country where foreign interests are buying up farmland. And I know that's something that your office is saying, hey, wait a second, we need to be watching this. Exactly. So the, the Chinese have stepped up their purchase of American farmland, as well as the, the remainder of the, of the food supply chain as well. Look, food security is national security. Americans take it for granted. You know, we've never had to go to the grocery store that, well, I guess during COVID, occasionally you couldn't find, but you wanted, but nobody starved. There was, there's always food there. We're taken for granted. What we're seeing the Chinese do is buy more and more farmland, and specifically they're buying it close to military institutions. Um, and the government has no idea how much of this is really happening. You know, there's a theme to our discussion today, isn't there? Um, that, that they don't know, they're supposed to be reporting on this, they're not. Um, and then be, beyond that is to, to make a, an assessment, is this a national security risk or not? That's why we're pushing for the Secretary of Agriculture to set a, a committee called CFIUS. It's a Committee on Foreign Investments. All these foreign investments should be looked at one at a time and then decided, is this a threat to our national security? I'm going to give you one, for instance. Uh, China owns Smithfield, which, which uh, processes a fourth of America's pork. Brazil has a significant ownership. 
in the beef production and uh, processing as well. So those to me, uh, when foreign ownership owns too much of the food supply, that's a threat to American security. Well, speaking of threats to American security, feeling like I'm uh, completely pivoting here, Roger, but uh, the response to the attack that was made on American troops in the Middle East and the response generally to the way that Iran has basically been meddling in that part of the world and and threatening not only U.S. interests but general economic interests, uh, that's something that that I know the federal government needs to continue to pay attention to. Do you feel like that's got the focus of uh, the the Senate and the administration? Well, it's certainly not the focus of the administration. Um, we had a saying, a physician in Great Bend told me when I moved to town, he said, when a physician loses their reputation, they never get it back. And I think the same can be said for the commander-in-chief of the United States. He lost his reputation when Afghanistan has happened our enemies no longer fear or respect us, and we're seeing the consequences of this. I think, that, number one, I want to stop and pause and pay homage to the two Navy SEALs who lost their lives and the three other military personnel who lost their lives recently because of Joe Biden's incompetence. There's so much more we could do. Uh, President Eisenhower said it first, peace through strength. We're not showing our strength. Um, and it, it is time for some type of a response. You know, the horse is out of the barn, but we need to have some type of a response. I think, Nick, that there's a military response. I think there's an economic response. I think there's a diplomatic response. The diplomatic response, very simply, is to promote the Abraham Accords. And by, by strengthening the relationship between Israel and Saudi Arabia, that'll push back in Iran. Economically, there is so much more we can do. We have not touched the surface of what we could do economically to Iran. When President Trump left, left office, Iran had $6 billion in reserve. Today, they have $100 billion in reserve. Um, a big part of that is coming through selling Russian oil. So what Iran is doing is they are using a ghost fleet of some 500 ships, flagging them with other nations' flags, and then transporting Russian oil to China. We need to shut down those ghost ships. We need to punish those countries that are participating. And then lastly, just economically, you know, shut down their banking and other, we need other nations to shut down their banking as well. Militarily, I remind your listeners what President Reagan did in 1988 when Iran mined one of our battleships. He retaliated, President Reagan retaliated by attacking the offshore platform, oil platforms of Iran, as well as sinking three of their battleships. So there needs to be some type of military response. I'm not a warmonger. I don't think we need to go into Iran and, and, and indiscriminately bomb it, anything like that. But we need to attack them militarily, diplomatically, and economically, a three-prong approach. And what is Joe Biden doing None, nothing at this point in time. Well, and then there's the topic we talked about before, Roger, and I won't keep you long. And that is, we don't know who's in the United States right now and what they may be wanting to do to us. Yeah, it's, it's that simple. We have 1.7 million Godaways that have come across the, the southern border. We know there's 31,000 Chinese nationals, kind of going back to, to the first issue we discussed as well. Who are these people? What are they doing? We don't know. Uh, we're calling out the administration again. 
doing doing what you would assume their job would be is to report back to Congress where the terrorists that they've caught and released, I think it's 160 terrorists at least that are roaming around America. Where are those people? Who are they? What are they doing? Let alone these Chinese nationals, the 1.7 million gotaways and the tens of thousands of aliens of interest that are roaming our country, part of this 10 million people invasion of our southern border. Again, we've been talking to Roger Marshall. He is the United States Senator from Kansas. Thank you so much, Roger, for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you, Nick. We covered a lot of territory there. Uh, I'm, I'm honored to represent Kansas. Thank you.